Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's Throwing Shade. This week's episode of Throwing Shade was recorded before a live studio audience. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. But not today. No, today the world is lit by the eightfold candle-fueled warmth of Golda's Hanukkah Hootenanny. That's right, friends. Tonight we celebrate... Well, I'm not exactly sure what we're celebrating, but I'm reasonably certain that'll be made clear by the end of the episode. So get ready to have some kosher fun. And if you're not careful, you just might learn something before we're done. In honor of our special Hanukkah episode, we have a special sponsor, Shylock's Meats. That's right, Shylock's has the best butchers in town, so you know you're always getting the best deal on a pound of flesh. (laughs) Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you 1930s radio-style satire since... who knows... Our listeners, they don't write, they don't call. (laughs) The story so far. Look, if you haven't been paying attention before now, I really can't help you. So, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Socks and Violence. Clemens brought us his horizons. It was a bitterly cold December morning in Chicago. The wind blew mercilessly. I said, the wind blew mercilessly. You there on Foley. Some wind. I told you from day one, I don't do mouth stuff. (laughs) Darn unions. Well, the wind was blowing mercilessly. I knew we shouldn't have had the holiday party before the recording session. And it was so cold. How cold was it? It was so cold, local politicians resorted to keeping their hands in their own pockets. And at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, Editor-in-Chief Clarence Clemens was confused. I'm confused. Reports are coming in from all over the city that for the last few nights, people have been discovering that someone's broken into their homes and left uh, socks, underwear, and weird clay tops that barely spin covered in weird symbols. What kind of cockamamie crook breaks into your house and leaves things? Especially stuff like that. I mean, those are useful items, except for the top. Do the police have any ideas? 
Well, there's a note at le- there's a note left at each house saying from Chanuka Harvey. But it doesn't make much sense. Chanuka. Sounds like an Indian thing. Chief, it's not Chanuka, it's Hanukkah. Chanaka? Hanaka. Hanuka. Hanaka. Stop spitting at me! What is Hanaka? No. Hanuka. Don't start that again! Just tell us what it is and what Indians have to do with it. No Indians, Chief. Though it is a holiday that does involve members of the tribe, if you take my meaning. What do you mean? What? I do. What? That could be problematic. I'm aware. Great Caesar salad! Would somebody like to let me in on this? Hanukkah is a Jewish holiday. Why are you whispering? What does that have to do with Rockwell? Well, I just happen to have come across a number of Jewish people in my work, Chief, and you know me, mind like a sponge. Yeah, all wet. (laughs) So what's with this Hanukkah Harvey? Well, my understanding is that Hanukkah is a celebration of when the Jewish people reclaimed a temple of theirs by killing a bunch of Greeks. That's a holiday? Festive. Yeah, but it takes place over eight nights, each of which you're given a present, and light candles to represent one night of lamp oil lasting for eight nights. Again, this is a holiday? Killing Greeks, lamp oil, and socks? Well, there's also food, lots of food. Some of it is even seasoned. (laughs) So this Chanaka Harvey guy is like a... Jewish Santa Claus. And what's with the top? Well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. To be honest, I never heard of him. As for the top, it's called a dreidel. Part of the long Jewish tradition of teaching your children how to gamble. Ah. Ah, life skills. Mm -hmm. Well, as low as I am to give precious paper space to the promotion of other cultures, it's a slow news day. So get out there and get me a story about this. Play up the Greek thing. Violent cells. Socks. Not so much. Trust me, Mr. Clemens. For some people, socks definitely sells. Just don't turn this Harvey guy into a hero. The last thing we need is people stretching this peace on Earth, goodwill toward men malarkey for eight days. One is enough. Now I'm scray. I don't really understand what's going on and why he's always so upset. I want to know where the cat went. Now, now there is a man who has never drunk the milk of human kindness. He probably punched the cow. I hope I don't keep speaking when everyone else falls off. (laughs) How are you, Keith? Harvey. Right. Sorry. So, how are you finding your first day here at the old Gazette Times Herald? I've been here for 15 years. Imagine that. Time sure does fly. (laughs) Help. So? 
any holiday plans. I throw a little get-together every year at my place. You should come. I was there last year. <laughs> really? You were? <laughs> I didn't notice. Nobody does. That's okay. Somebody's got to fade into the background. Besides, I just love being around people celebrating holidays. I love holidays. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we gotta run, got a story. Of course. Have a nice day. You too, Don! <laughs> Wait, where'd you go? I don't know, he was just here. Weird. Do you have any idea what he does around here? Background research. What? Come on, let's get out of here before we get any more surprises. Wait! What? I have just one more question. Hmm. Why didn't you tell Clemens you were Jewish? What are you talking about? Theo. The only person we've ever run into in the line of duty who's Jewish is Pasty Rosenberg. And having a conversation with him for more than five minutes makes us both dizzy. Look, considering the way history has treated the Jewish people, it's not exactly something to be trumpeting from the rooftops. Uh. And closer to home, Clemens doesn't exactly scream tolerance. That is true. It's one of the few things he doesn't scream. So what is the deal with the top? It teaches gambling? How? I saw a picture of it, and I don't understand what those weird symbols are. By the way, if you want to talk more about it, we could go to my place. I can make some coffee and... Hebrew. <laughs> Theo! I am perfectly capable of making coffee as well as any man. I am surprised at you. No. The symbols on the dreidel, they're Hebrew. Letters. Everyone puts a coin or chocolate into the center, then spins the dreidel. And depending on what letter comes up, you either win the pot, win half the pot, do nothing, or everybody has to put one more ante into the pot. So like I said, gambling. Your mother approved of gambling? Well, in fairness, my brothers and I told her it was helping us learn probability. Huh. <laughs> so how are we going to find out who this Hanukkah Harvey is? Well, you said it yourself, Wednesday. We know of only one other Jewish person. So we're going to go have to talk to Pasty Rosenberg. He might have heard something about these break-ins. Wonderful. Nothing like verbal vertigo. One, scene two, the Rosenberg Principle. The Shade and the Vamp try to make sense of their informant. A short time later, at a seedy storefront on the wrong side of the tracks, Theo and Wednesday, now as the Shade and the Vamp, met with the diamond counter extraordinaire, Pasty Rosenberg. Whew, that was one long sentence. But it's nothing compared to the challenge that awaited our heroes. Hmm? Do what for you, can I? <laughs> Pasty, we're investigating a series of break-ins by someone calling himself Hanukkah Harvey. Know about this? Why think you I should? Because Hanukkah is a Jewish holiday, and you Know each other all? We do not. Come on, Pasty, we know you pay attention to everything that goes on. 
What do you know about someone breaking into houses to leave Hanukkah presents and dreidels? Mm, uncertain about details, am I? Mm. How certain would five dollars make you? Hurt it certainly would not. Vamp? Seriously? Why do you never have any cash when we visit the informants? I'm just trying to help you. How exactly does this help me? Well, I know how important your pockets are to you, and this way you're sure to utilize them. One of these days, hmm? you and I are going to have a long talk about what exactly helping means. Here you go, pasty. Mm, no much, I do not. But know this I do. See anyone, nobody does. Out of nowhere, seemingly appear the objects. <laughs> I need to sit down. Is the room spinning for anybody else? Are you telling us this Hanukkah Harvey is invisible? Mm, to conclusions jump I not. Report what I have heard merely do I do. But blend in, obviously, this person does well. Okay, seriously, does grammar even exist for you? Of course. To Grandpa she is married. <laughs> Sometimes myself I slay. Boy, babe. <laughs> all right. So obviously we're looking for someone who's an expert in disguise and all-around sneakiness. <gasps> it's all clear. It is? Is it? We're looking for mime. What? Believe my ears, I do not. Think about it. They're completely silent. Everyone tries desperately to ignore them, and if they can break out of that invisible box and walk against the wind, a simple door lock doesn't stand a chance. Thanks, Pasty. I think we'll be going now. <laughs> mm, a good idea, that is. Uh -huh. Better, I hope, he gets soon. Who knows how massive this might be? I mean, do you realize the number of mimes? Wait, mimes are French. Could this be the start of an invasion by the French? Maybe they want their Statue of Liberty back. Go! Oh! Thanks. I needed that. I think Pasty's syntax affected me more than I realized. Glad you're back. Thank you. So now, all we have to do is figure out where to find a break-in artist that nobody can see. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That when you're looking for a good butcher, you can't do better than Shylock Meats? <laughs> the only butcher where every deal is a kosher one? Oh. Well, do they have a wide variety? Are you... Are you kidding has not Shylock's steaks? Has not Shylock's roasts? Has not Shylock's chops? Well, maybe not chops. <laughs> and while you can buy as much as you want, all their meat is pre-weighed into one-pound portions. How convenient! So if you're looking for the best in meat that isn't just good, oh. it's blessed. Then get yourself over to Shylock's Meats. While it is great to know the location of quality meat, mm -hmm. <laughs> what I meant was perhaps we should follow the police siren. Oh. They might be going to the scene of another break-in. After all, you said this Hanukkah thing went on for eight nights. Good idea, Vamp. <sighs> Let's go! The Shade and the Vamp followed the sound of the siren across town, 
until they arrived at a familiar place. Wait, this is... this is my apartment! <gasps> Act 1, Scene 3. Oh, brother, why here now? Theo's family descends. As the Shade and the Vamp arrived at Theodore Rockwell's apartment, the sight that greeted them was one of sheer chaos. Chief Cannoli and two other officers were in a standoff with four people standing within the broken doorway of the Rockwell domicile. Officer Frank Pancharello, Officer John Baker, make sure to keep the perimeter secure. You got it, Chief. We're on it. Nobody's getting past us. Oh, you two are just like your fathers. They was great officers as well. You two is chips off the old blocks. Who are those people who broke into your apartment? Let me use the binoculars. Wait, you have binoculars? Pockets, remember? Oh, yeah. Hmm. <gasps> oh, no! What? Let me see. No, Shade, I don't think that's a good Give idea. Me, don't, 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 oh! don't be ridiculous. What could possibly be so bad that... <gasps> oh, no. Told you. It's my mother. <laughs> I will have you know that this is my son's apartment, and I have every right to be here. Go ahead, release the dogs, throw your tear gas canisters, but you will never shake a mother's love. <laughs> Mrs. Rockwell... Mrs. Rockwell? Mrs. Rockwell. Oh, no, I just got all the feeling back into the arm she hit with that purse of hers. Don't worry, partner, I got you covered. Chief, we're just gonna hang back to make sure nobody makes a break for it. Now, Mrs. Rockwell, why you break into your son's apartment? Break in? Who broke in? I didn't break in. Well, the door is completely off of the hinges, and one of your accomplices is holding a crowbar, so... Accomplices? Oh, no. She didn't. Yes, she did. What? Who are they? Those are my older brothers. Oh. What accomplices? That happens to be my oldest son, Eddie. He's a doctor. Well, he sure operated on that door. <laughs> Get it? Very droll. Hey. So now a mother can't visit her son, is that it? This makes me a criminal because I want to see my child. Fine, take me away. Throw me in a cell. I'll just sit in the dark and go blind. Don't worry about me. I can't believe you're harassing an old lady, Chief. Who are you calling old, Eddie? Sorry, Ma. I'm just saying she has a very delicate constitution. Seems to me like she's got a good left hook. She could flatten Max Bayer. If you don't stop with this obvious example of police intimidation, I swear I'll slap you with a lawsuit so hard your grandchildren will feel it, you Neapolitan numbskull. That's my son Jimmy. He's a lawyer. He's very smart. Ah, uh, he's not so smart. I'm a from Sicily. It's not good enough to have a good mind. The main thing is to use it well. Who's that? Descartes? Well, Descartes... Uh, no, no, my name is Shmuley. The quote was from Descartes. René Descartes. Who's a she? How did this schmuck get to be police chief? Jimmy, be nice. He's doing the best he can with what he has. 
You're very well spoken for one of your extraction. Oh, I know extracted. I pay very close attention to everything you say. Chief, you certainly prove what Socrates said. True knowledge lies in knowing you know nothing, and you are full of true knowledge. Thank you. And what do you do for a living? Shmuley is a philosophy professor. Shmuley's the black sheep of the family. My mother wanted me to be a rabbi. That way, if you couldn't make any money, at least you'd be respected. You following this at all, Ponch? Not really. I'm still trying to figure out why his mom wanted him to be a bunny. Before communication could break down any further, the Shade and the Vamp arrived on the scene. All right. What exactly is going on here? Ah! Officers! Officers! Arrest them! We're being accosted by desperate criminals bent on looting my poor son's apartment and doing who knows what kind of violence upon my poor, unprotected person. Mrs. Rockwell, relax. This is the Shade and the Vamp. Vigilantes, my son, and that typewriter with legs he has for a secretary, right about all the time. She is not... We saw the commotion and came in to check. Is everyone all right? Nobody here has to answer any questions, especially not from an outlaw in a mask. My clients are completely innocent of any charges. The vamp, huh? I see it. You got kind of a Gene Hollow thing going on. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. I'm Edward Rockwell. I'm a doctor. Congratulations. That's it? That's your entire reaction? You expected something else. That was his attempt to flirt with you? Really? I'm a doctor. That's your line. That was the entire courtship with my wife. Midwestern women are so odd. (laughs) Look, to expedite this thing and make it so the lame arm of the law over there will leave us alone... Our mother had the idea that the entire family should be together for Hanukkah. I don't know what you just said, but it's not a good idea to be spitting at a police officer. (laughs) It's a holiday, Chief. They're here for a holiday visit. Oh, why you no say so? (laughs) I'm sure that's fine. And I'm sure that pulling a door off of the hinges with a crowbar is all a part of the festivities. We did bring the crowbar with us. You brought a crowbar with you from New Jersey? Well, in New Jersey, that's standard vacation equipment. (laughs) Natch, we're already halfway through Hanukkah, and since Theo never visits me, I figured we'd visit him. Of course, this is how he appreciates his mother, not even being here after I schlepped across the country like a hobo. We had a sleeper compartment, Mom. To spend what could be my last Hanukkah. God forbid. With my only son. We're right here, Ma. Well, he and Wednesday are working on a story right now. The same case that the vamp and I have to get back to. (laughs) But I'll make sure to tell him you're here. Please do, because we're going to have a lovely party tonight. I've invited a few people, and you two have to come as well. What? Us? But... Good, that's settled. You two go find Theo and make sure to come back here. You don't want to miss the dreidel or the liver and tongue creplock. Come on, boys, let's go get ready. Well, if there's nothing else, we're going to go. Tell Mr. Rockwell we're sorry, and... Wish him a lot of luck. Punch! John! 
Let's get out of here before they come back. Sure thing, Chief. If I never see that purse again, it'll be too soon. Oh, goody. Now I get to spend the entire evening with my family, while also having to spend it with them as the shade. Look on the bright side. There's a bright side? It's only four more nights. That's the bright side? I wonder if it's too late to become Catholic. <laughs> we'll return to Golda's Hanukkah Hootenanny in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. Friends, are you looking for an honest, reliable butcher? One where you can rest assured that not only are the prices good, but the quality is heavenly? Then look no further than Shylock Meats. Yes, Shylock Meats, where the prices are as kosher as the product. No need to worry about stray thumbs weighing down the scales at Shylock's, because all our meat is pre-weighted in one-pound packages. That's right. You know you're always getting Chicago's best price on a pound of flesh at Shylock's. And we carry more than just meat. We also have the finest selection of cheeses anywhere in Chicago, in another building across town. We take every precaution here at Shylock's, and that's why we can offer you quality kosher meats at the lowest prices. Remember our motto, if you find a better price, will we not beat it? And now, back to Golda's Hanukkah Hootenanny. Act 2, Scene 1. Man o' Manischewitz. The guests gather, and Theo and Wednesday do some quick changes. The shade and the vamp changed back into Theo and Wednesday, and returned to Theo's apartment, where they were warmly greeted by Golda. Theo, you couldn't leave a key under the mat like normal people? Eddie almost threw his back out getting into your apartment. He can't afford to hurt himself. He's a very important doctor. Physician, heal thyself? You're not helping, Shmuley. And I see April Fool's Day has arrived. Good to see you too, Golda. Hello there, I'm Edward Rockwell. I'm a doctor. Congratulations. What is it with these Midwestern women? Ignore her, Eddie. What do you expect from a woman who wears trousers? Oi, the typing. Always with the typing. I hope the guests arrive soon. Who did you invite, Ma? Hello. Okay, that's really creepy, Herb. Harvey. What are you doing here? I invited him. He showed up while we were waiting for you, so I figured he'd make a nice dinner companion for All Hallows' Eve over there. It's important to find a man with a good job when you finally settle down and stop acting like women were meant for careers. I... I have yeah. two very successful sons. Thanks, Ma. Thanks, Ma. And their wives don't work, do they? That's true, Ma. I can safely say my wife doesn't do anything. By the way, where are Ruth and Bathsheba? Ma wouldn't let us bring them. Says Chicago ain't no place for a lady. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Which is why Eddie is throwing himself at every woman we meet. At this point, it's more out of scientific curiosity. We're just waiting on one more. Bonjour! Ah! Oh, 
Fifi LaRue? But why? She's Theo's maid, isn't she? How could we throw a party without his maid? Someone's got to clean up afterward. Now come on, Theo. Fix the door. Fifi, I am so sorry. Do not apologize, Theo. I am a madam. This is nowhere near the strangest request I've ever had. Hello, I'm Edward Rockwell. I'm a doctor. How fortunate for you. All right. I don't understand the Midwest. Stand aside, Doc. Allow someone with a little panache to enter the fray. Hello there, little lady. Ignore that palooka. He doesn't appreciate a sophisticated woman like yourself. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm James Rockwell, attorney at law. Well, a girl can always use a good lawyer. Are you reasonable? Law is mine without reason? You really know how to bring down a party, Shmooley. Pardonnez-moi, but were you quoting Aristotle? I was. Are you a fan of philosophy? Mon cherie, it is my second favorite thing about the Greeks. I would love to chat about it with you. I have never discussed ethics with a woman before. Come, let us be daring. <laughs> you dirty rat. That's my brother. I need a drink. What just happened here? Don't ask me. The world doesn't make any sense anymore. I need a drink. Come on, Eddie. While the rest of the family prepared for an evening of festivities, Theo tried to fix the door. Ow! My thumb! And tried... I didn't know you knew how to weld. I don't! Put me out! Put me out! (laughs) And tried. There, that duct tape should do the trick. Isn't the door upside down? Quiet, you. Okay. Inside the apartment, Golda was busy cooking. Or trying to. with no counter space. Why does Chicago hate Kreplock? And the brothers were, well, it's hard to describe, really. Fifi, I love how you say Nicomachean. What you're doing to me is positively Machiavellian. Eddie, it's okay. There are plenty of women who would love that you're a doctor. Not here, Jimmy. No, here we're in a strange topsy-turvy universe where philosophy professors are attractive. Have another drink. So our heroes decided to take that time to try and figure out more about Hanukkah Harvey. I think this would be a good time to sneak out and learn about Hanukkah Harvey. True, but we can't both go. That would look suspicious. I'll stay here and keep my mother occupied. You go and see what you can find out. But don't forget to come back. Quickly. As the vamp. We're going to have to try to keep at least one of us here at all times in costume. That's... Not a horrible plan, Theo. Terror is a great motivator. Go on. Where did Wednesday go? Yeah! You have really got to stop doing that, Tom. Harvey. What? Where'd Wednesday go? Uh, she, um, went to get some, um, Manischewitz. You sent her to get Manischewitz? Why? It's just wine, Bobby. 
It's Harvey. Sorry, did I say hear somebody say that they needed some inexpensive alcohol? I'm Harry Vinny, and I may have interest in you. Not now, Harry. <laughs> Theo, where's that guy Ma invited? What's his name? Pete? No, I think it started with an M. I don't know. He was here just a minute ago. Why? Well, Ma's upset because nobody's helping her. Shmooley's got the maid all tied up talking about Harry's toddler or something. The girl with the typewriter is nowhere to be found. Eddie is having a crisis of confidence. And Ma wants that shade and vamp back here ASAP. Wednesday morning went out for Manischewitz. Well, what good is it going to be on Wednesday morning? We need it here tonight. No, the girl... <laughs> the girl with the typewriter is my girl Friday, Wednesday. Whose girl is she the rest of the week? Look, I just hope we can get everybody here soon before Ma decides to just leave. Yes, that'd be a shame. Look, you just keep Ma calm and I'll let you know the minute everyone's here. All right. Come on, Wednesday. Meanwhile, up on a rooftop a few buildings away, the vamp was doing a quick scan of the neighborhood. Well, everything looks quiet. The vamp looked down into the alley below, but saw nothing but the overturned garbage cans that had made the noise. But when she turned back, she noticed something on the roof next to her. Socks. Oh, these are very warm. <laughs> what a thoughtful and practical gift. <laughs> Wait, socks. <gasps> And that top! What did Theo call it? A Clydesdale! No, a drain sink. No, a dreidel. Hanukkah, Harvey's been here! But I didn't see anyone. Or hear anybody. How? Oh my, I better get back! The vamp managed to get back to the apartment just as everyone was sitting down at the table. Well, as everyone was crammed around the tiny kitchenette in Theo's studio apartment. She tried to open the window, but... It's locked. What is that? Ah! There's a person outside your window, Theo! We're under attack! Call the police! Scramble the air force! Release the hounds! Ma! Ma, calm down. That's the vamp. Sorry. <laughs> Window was locked. Locked? Of course it was locked. You never know who's going to try to sneak in through your window in this lawless frontier of a city. Ma, I live on the third floor. Nobody's going to try to sneak in through my window. She did. She has a point. So, where's Wednesday? It's in the middle of the week, Ma, right where it always is. <laughs> Ow! Now's not the time for jokes, Jimmy. I mean the shiksa with the typewriter. Wednesday! Her name is... Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she went out for Manischewitz. Vamp, did you see her? No. 
but I was visited by that friend of ours. Hmm? See? Socks! And a dreidel. <laughs> I'll go look for her. Maybe that will be impressive, since apparently nobody cares about doctors anymore. No, no, you're all guests. I'll go. I'm sure I won't be long. Everyone, just relax. Hey! Where's what's-his-name? You looking for me? You are quite the sneaky one, Harold. Harvey. I've been around. Nice to see you again, Vamp. Nice to see you. Wait. What? Isn't anybody going to try my liver and tongue grip lock? Of course. I'm sure it's awfully good. Get it? Awfully? Because you made it with awful? (laughs) Sorry, just trying to have a little bit of levity. If there's one thing you should know about this family, Vamp, it's that we're completely unleavened. <laughs> Witty, huh? Wit is educated insolence? Is that more of that Harry's toddler guy? Where'd what's-his-name go? Ah! I don't think my heart can take this. Who locked the window? I don't know. I didn't see anyone go anywhere near it. Did you find anything? Just a perfectly average footprint. Nothing remarkable about it at all. Thank goodness that shade fellow's here. Now we can start. Wait, where is Wednesday and Theo? And the Manischewitz. I could really use a drink. Things don't move this fast in Jersey. I'll go find them. Nobody move. People certainly do come and go around here, huh? (laughs) How do you do that, Timmy? Harvey. I'm perfectly average. Shade, you'll try my liver and tongue crap lock, won't you? I'd be more than happy to... Wait, where'd what's-his-name go? Ah! Who keeps doing that? Wednesday, why are you coming in the window? The door's taped shut. Did you see anything? No, but I did end up with more socks. And a bottle of Manischewitz. But how? I'd like to know how a lovely Shriviner like Theo could get himself a maid of such accomplishment, intelligence, and beauty. I mean, Theo, with a maid? What's so funny? (laughs) Never give a sword to a man who can't dance. (laughs) And just what's that supposed to mean? Confucius. I'll say I'm totally confused. I can't decide whether to give you points or dock you for that one. Not with the typewriter. No typewriters at the table. Sorry, I have to run. I have to go get some Manischewitz. We have some. Besides, Theo's on his way back with some. I'll go help. Besides, you can never have too much Manischewitz. That's the one thing that's made sense the whole time I've been here. I'll be right back. But as the shade was going out the window, he bumped into someone coming back in. <laughs> Vincent! It's Harvey. 
scene two. Yes, Virginia, there is a Hanukkah. Secrets are revealed, and miracles happen. While the sounds of arguing and guilt-tripping continued from the rest of the apartment, the shade and the ch- and Hanukkah Harvey stared at each other in Theo's kitchen. You? You're Hanukkah Harvey? But how? It was pretty easy, actually. Nobody ever notices me anyway. So it was no problem getting into people's homes and leaving them sensible, practical gifts. Plus the dreidel for when they want to let their hair down. But where did you come up with the name? What, Hanukkah? No, Harvey. My name is Harvey. I'm sorry, wow. Touchy. Just a simple mistake. So what are you going to do now that you know? I don't know. I want to talk to you about why you're doing it. But I need to help Theo clear his apartment. Can you go back in there and stay out of sight? Seriously? Sorry, I wasn't thinking. Go on. The shade quickly changed back to Theo, and was quite proud of himself for having solved the entire case. Until... Why did he lock the window? Once Wednesday let Theo back into the apartment, he was greeted by a very irate Golda. You! Why am I not surprised to find the two of you in this kitchen alone looking guilty? Is this the way you treat a mother who came all the way out here to this crime-infested badlands just to spend what is possibly her last Hanukkah? God forbid! With her son who never writes, never calls. I call every day. But despite this, I come out here at your behest. I had no idea you were coming. I never hested. And I bring all your brothers who have been dying to see you again. Personally, I always thought you were kind of a putz. Journalism is the destruction of truth in favor of facts. La la, who said that? I did, just now. I'm a doctor. But you can't spend more than five minutes with us before sneaking out. You may think you pulled the wool over my eyes, but I know exactly what's going on. I know why you two would disappear just as the shade and the vamp showed up. Ma. Golda. They were covering the fact you two were canoodling. It's not as dangerous as you... Wait, what? Theo. Theo. And me. Canoodling. You heard me canoodling. I know a canoodle when I see it. And you had those two upright, law-abiding vigilantes cover for you. How could you? She's with Theo. Did I not mention I'm a doctor? By all means, Mary. If you get a good wife, you'll be happy. If a bad one, you'll be a philosopher. Ooh, Socrates, Socrates, Socrates! (laughs) Out of curiosity, how do you maneuver with the typewriter? (laughs) I can't believe you would throw over your own family for a girl so clearly beneath you. And I... (laughs) Home. I won't stay here in this den of iniquity. I can 
confidently say that there is very little iniquity here. There's even less Dan. But Ma... You've made your choice. I hope you know this means I will never speak to you again. We're leaving. Oh, and Theo, don't forget to call me tomorrow. Yes, Ma. I guess it is also time I go. Vivi, I am so sorry about this. Do not be. It was fun. Your brother was the most intelligent conversation I've had in quite a while. It may even be worth a trip to New Jersey. One never knows. Au revoir! Is it safe to come back out now? (laughs) The Shade told me you were Hanukkah Harvey. It's true. But why? I love holidays, and I didn't think Hanukkah was getting its due. My parents weren't observant, so we didn't celebrate it in my family when I was a kid, but I learned so much about it doing background research for fun. You do that for fun? You're Jewish as well. Yes, and I just wanted to help it become more recognized. So I figured if I did the same thing Santa does, but over eight days, then people might start looking into it. But you can't break into people's houses. Why not? Santa doesn't. He's got a point. But he gives them things they want. I give them things they need. And who doesn't love a wild, heart-pounding game of dreidel? He's right, Theo. We can't exactly call the shade and the vamp to take him in for doing the same thing that happens all over the world on Christmas. No, no, you're right. You're not hurting anybody. But might I suggest advertising the idea of Hanukkah Harvey before you start breaking into homes? That way people know why it's happening? But how? Well, Santa has Coca-Cola. Maybe you could find a drink to sponsor you. I've got it. What? Manischewitz. <laughs> and that's exactly what Hanukkah Harvey did, which did help a bit and made most people happy. Most people, that is, save for Editor-in-Chief Clemens. Didn't I specifically say not to turn this Hanukkah Harvey into a joker, into a hero? Thanks to this story of yours and his sponsorship by that weird communist-sounding wine, there's been a huge uptick in the percentage of the population that recognizes and cares about Hanukkah. Really? Well, how much? An entire one one one-thousandth of a percent. Next thing you know, I'll have to give you jokers eight days off instead of just Christmas. I blame you, Rockwell. You're the one who knew all about this Grecian oil holiday. How did you know so much about it? Um, well, because, well, because I'm Jewish, Chief. (laughs) Good one, Rockwell. You almost had me going there for a minute. Jewish. You. I've seen your expense reports. They're a mess. <laughs> I needed that. Now get out of here before I lose my good mood. 
I'm proud of you, Theo. It's never a good idea to hold in onto important truths. Well, I have to admit, I do feel better, even though he didn't believe me. There might be something to this expressing your feelings thing you keep pushing on me, Wednesday. Well, I personally think it's the best way to live. You can't keep important things bottled up. You have to let them out and tell people exactly what you're thinking. Really? Really. Well, in that case, Wednesday, I want to tell you... I... I want to tell you... Happy Hanukkah. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater, Eclectic Full Contact Theater, presenting Chicago 24, the Overnight Theater Festival. Six playwrights, six directors, and 24 actors will come together, sequester themselves overnight, and produce six 10-minute plays culminating in a performance the following evening at Laugh Out Loud Chicago. It's the ultimate test of creativity, dedication, and caffeine. Performance on December 16th at 8 p.m. at Laugh Out Loud Chicago, 3851 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. Get your tickets now at eclectic-theater.com slash chicago-24.html. This has been Throwing Shade, Golda's Hanukkah Hootenanny, created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Featuring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher... Daniel Houle, Serena Johnston, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, and Monica Saplick. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Kaylee Osterman. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. Luminarius? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com slash EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Oi.